0: the What's up,
1: everybody? Welcome to another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tangumas. Sitting approximately six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are
0: you doing today? Brandon, I have to tell you, I had uh, three days off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Went back to work today. I am tired and sore, so I'm here for you and the thousands of fans. So make sure Don't this sell pod- sell short millions millions sorry and millions I'm here to give these people the best show possible how are you doing
1: I'm doing okay did did my other podcast today normally I do it on Thursdays but had to push it back to Friday because Philip moved into his new house so shout out to Philip well let's let's make it clear here this was a one-time thing. You know, Fridays are my day. So this might be my flu game right now. We've been watching The Last Dance on ESPN. Might be running on fumes right now, but I'm gonna push through it for You're the millions
0: a and millions. freaking trooper. I know. I, I said freaking because I'm gonna see how long it take, how long I can go without cussing. It's my little game I'm playing today. Fuck. And I, I already I, lost. No. no I, okay. Yeah, you lost. I'm still playing. Well, let's... It's like a typical Fortnite game. You know, you die first. It's fine.
1: If you guys would like to go check out our stream, go to Curveballs and Chair Shots on the YouTube. We have multiple streams out there. We have a short clip of Dominic. not Well, he does clutch up. We also have another game or two where I clutched up, even though technically it wasn't live on stream. We went back to the replay because before we went live, me and the studio audience played a game, and we clutched up. Yes, we clutched up. Me and the studio audience, a better duo than the engaged couple
0: of Dominic and the studio audience. Sorry, the... Dog is freaking out because he doesn't know that I have his toy. Hey, hey, I have your toy, buddy. It's right there. It's going in my pocket. You can't have it. I am not the weak link of the team. It is you. So, it's me. It's you. It's not me. It's you. Well,
1: let's just jump right into it. We got a lot of NFL news to talk about. Fallout from the draft. We got some other moves that have been made. Jameis Winston has finally signed with a team. He will be going to my New Orleans Saints. He basically signed the veteran minimum one year, like around a million dollars or so. Don't exactly know the exact amount he's signing for, but pretty low. And obviously, after everything's kind of fallen through, the draft has gone by. Not a lot of spots open for quarterbacks as of this moment. And the Saints also signed Taysom Hill to a multi-year, I think, over $20 million contract. So the Saints have locked up Taysom Hill for a long period of time and have basically rented Jameis Winston for next year. My question is, they've been very vocal, Sean Payton, that is, about Taysom Hill being the future of the team. Yet you bring in Jameis Winston, who maybe arguably could be considered a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater, and then you bring in, you re-sign Taysom Hill, who you keep saying is going to be the the starter, or not the starter, but the guy after Drew Brees, why do you bring in Jameis Winston at this instance?
0: I mean, let, let let's put it this way: Drew Brees goes down, Taysom Hill goes down. Who do you want? Who do you have? I think Winston would be a good backup. I mean, to James, backup. if
1: Jameis Winston is slotted as the third quarterback, he is, I think, by far the best third-string quarterback
0: in the league. Okay, but okay, let me ask It's being a true Saints fan, Brandon. Drew Brees goes down. Who would you rather have, Hill or Winston?
1: I've been on the podcast multiple times saying that I like Jameis Winston. He got his eyes fixed. I know the boys over there at Trapdoor to Hell love themselves some Jameis Winston. But, I mean, if it comes down to it, Taysom Hill, I think, is unproven. We don't exactly know what he can do in the offense. Jameis Winston has more completions to the Saints than Taysom Hill does. Jameis Winston has 10 interceptions to Taysom
0: Hill's 7 completions against the Saints. I mean... (sighs) First of all, that's frickin' see, he said frickin' again. Pathetic. But I do understand that he does have more completions technically. So, with that being said, would you... Would you... So Drew Brees goes down. Would you give it to Winston, and then the moment of uh, a bad play, interception, do you immediately take him out, or do you keep rolling with him because he is the vet and you put faith in him, or at the moment of you know, something bad happens to but you. But technically,
1: Taysom Hill is older than Jameis Winston. Who's been in the league longer, huh? you I have to look it up. I'm I to talk to my sources about that. Okay. But anyways, I think it is a, a quizzical move. I mean, if you can get Jameis Winston for pennies on the dollar, then obviously go scoop him up and grab him. But I think it it will be interesting, maybe not this. I mean, I think Drew Brees has been pretty good at staying healthy ever since he had his uh, injury back there in San Diego. So I don't think he's going to be gone. I mean, obviously he got injured last year, but you never know. I think the Saints will be good, and hopefully they don't have to worry about this quarterback controversy, who's number two and who's number three. But I think when it comes down to it, I think they've agreed to give Hill money for more than just one year. Jameis Winston's a year, a couple million dollars. Maybe, you know, he's just in there. He learns the offense, learns from under Drew Brees, and then maybe he moves on and can find a place somewhere else. But, I mean, I would rather Jameis Winston be a third-string quarterback for the Saints than Derek Anderson or whoever, some schmuck, would be a third-string quarterback for the Saints.
0: I mean, I, I understand why they send him for the one-year vet men. um I I've, I'm trying to think of a team that would need a quarterback, but I think everyone is pretty pretty set with it. Um, so I think he I think he's probably in the right frame of mind. I think it's a good pickup for the Saints um, as long as Drew Brees stays healthy. So
1: I think Jameis is kind of looking at this to learn, you know, maybe rehabilitate his
0: uh,
1: not his credibility. His come on, Dominic, help me out here. Rehabilitate his reputation reputation thank you for your help dominic just to you know he can learn he can maybe don't get in trouble don't and he needs to work on
0: everyone's perception of him that if everyone perceives him as a washed up shitty quarterback ah damn it i said shitty you made it about seven minutes in that's good to cuss that's good enough for me um but if he can change everyone's perception that would help him too
1: and Drew Brees and Taysom Hill, they've been together for a long time. They know the offense inside and out. So they're going to, Jameis has to go in there. And if he slacks and if he is behind on the, the playbook, then they're going to let him know about it. and He's going to have to catch up real quick and he's going to face the consequences. So I think if Jameis can come in, you know, learn the offense, do well, you know, doesn't get in trouble. I think maybe he has a, a chance of getting the starting job next year if Drew Brees retires, which it seems like a lot of signs are pointing to that or possibly he can move on to some other team later on down the line who, you know, maybe it's Jacksonville or Indianapolis or who whoever knows what's going to happen Buccaneer. next year. Maybe. Tom Brady is just going to be there for a rental. But yep. another quarterback that is out there on the market now is Andy Dalton, the Cincinnati Bengals drafted Joe Burrow with the number one
0: overall pick. Oh, go Tigers. There we go. I wasn't paying attention. I was looking over here, looking at my my big calf muscle because I'm stretching. I didn't know you were pointing at me. I felt like you were like. Pay attention to
1: the podcast, out, Nick.
0: I can't. How do you pay attention to a podcast? I got to stare at you the whole time?
1: Yeah, I got to lock eyes. No. No. Anyways, Andy Dalton gets released from the Cincinnati Bengals. Pretty. Uh, we knew that this move was going to be coming. And late into the offseason, or at least in the free agency offseason, that not a lot of teams are out there in the running for a quarterback, as you kind of said earlier. One team that seems like a perfect fit for the Red Rocket is Jacksonville. Uh, Jay Gruden, former OC of the Cincinnati Bengals, is now the OC for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're in the mode for a quarterback, maybe starting or backup, with BDN going on to Chicago. So, it seems like the logical fit. If not, I mean, there's always New England out there. Apparently Cam Newton is not going to be with New England. And, I mean, if New England was dead set on Jimmy G being the quarterback, maybe I completely forget who their
0: quarterback is now. But it seems as though Andy Dalton's going to Jacksonville. I thought the... Okay, you, know, you know I don't watch college football. Isn't there some long-haired quarterback? Like, really long hair? Are you thinking of Trevor Lawrence from Clemson? Maybe. He get drafted? He's going to get drafted number 1 overall next year. Oh, he's not in the draft. Oh, I kept I kept seeing hint, this guy with long hair and I knew who's a college player, but I didn't, you know, thought he got drafted this so
1: year. So you decided to bring that up despite having no
0: knowledge of what the fuck is going on. Well, no, I thought that was their quarterback, the New England Patriots quarterback. I see a lot of things on Instagram. I, you know, Dominic, like you've
1: said a lot of stupid shit oh on this podcast, God. and that might be up there for the running, and it's only been 10 minutes in and I've already gotten that bit in. I've said a lot of stuff, stupid shit, though. But just assuming that some guy from Clemson, because he has long hair, is the quarterback of the Patriots, despite having no reasoning behind I that. saw him in a jersey. In an orange jersey.
0: No, in a Patriots jersey. That's why I thought, oh... Uh, because maybe
1: it was a Photoshop because the it, Patriots are going
0: to tank for him next year. And that's what I think. Okay, well... Thank you for, for helping me. Okay, jeez. You know, Brandon, you said some really rude things before. That might be the rudest thing ever. Eh, I don't know about that. But anyways, Dominic, your thoughts on the Red Rocket being released? I mean, I, he, I'm not gonna sit here and say he's a great quarterback or anything like that. I know he's he's a decent quarterback. I think like, I do agree with you. Jacksonville will be a good fit. Underrated. Mm, what's 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 after underrated?
1: You mean, like, what's less than underrated, but not, like, overhyped? Yes. Normal?
0: He's a normal quarterback. Okay. Um, my opinion. I don't think he's underrated. I, I think, uh, because I would say if he was underrated, he would have been, he probably could have led the Bengals to a better record than they had. Um, but, uh
1: but that Bengals organization seems like they uh, don't know what the fuck they're doing.
0: Exactly. Seems like all the Ohio teams don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, I hate to agree with you, but I do. Um, but uh, I, I do think Jacksonville be a good fit. Um, I could probably see him, depending on how what happens in New England. I could maybe see him see him ending up there. But um, it it literally all depends on what for the Patriots it depends on what Belichick wants, and then ultimately, you know, what Dalton wants if he'd rather play with the. Jaguars, he's going to play with the Jaguars, you know.
1: This wasn't on the script, Dominic, so I'm going to throw you a curveball here. What the hell is going to go on with Cam Newton? Nobody signed him yet. Seems though the Patriots are out on him. Where the fuck does he land? Because it seems though there's really no other quarterbacks, you know, any teams that really need a quarterback at this point. Unless (sighs) Um... you bring him into, like, Cincinnati or... Los Angeles for the Chargers because they got the rookie quarterbacks so and maybe learn under Cam or you know just not have the pressure of having the rookie start first year.
0: I mean, that's a really good question. Um, in my opinion, I don't think he fits with the Patriots and Bill, Bel- and Bill Belichick. Um, Why, Dominic? I I feel like the way that they run their offense isn't how Cam plays. I don't think it'd be a good fit. I'm not... trying to
1: race bait you there, and you didn't fall for it. Thanks, Dominic. Good job.
0: Thank you. I'm learning. Had a boy. Um, I feel like a, a team that makes. I mean, yeah, L.A. makes sense. Um, I think wherever he does end up, he is a starting quarterback. He's not going to take the second seat to anyone. So whatever team does go for him, he's a starting quarterback. So I, I think yeah, L.A. might be a good fit. Um, Cincinnati. I, I think I, Joe Burrow's starting Week One, so I don't I, really think that I, he's going there. It depends on pre on the preseason too, if if they bring if they do end up signing Newton, they say hey, let's let you guys duke it out. If there even out. is a preseason, if there is a preseason, let, let's have you two duke it out and see who you know better court, QB gets a starting job. I I think Cam would be like yeah no I'm starting quarterback and he can learn from me like like you're saying, but it all depends on, you know. What Cam wants. So. What a Cam wants. What a, what a Cam, Cam needs. needs. Mm. Whatever makes Cam happy is all he needs. Beautiful.
1: Welcome. Beautiful. Then some more quarterback news. We talked a little bit about this last week during our draft recap. But more news has kind of come out. The Packers traded up to get Brandon Love, quarterback, from Utah State. Right? Maybe.
0: The, f- the fuck I know.
1: Come on, Dom, you gotta help me out here. You know, this is what out happens to the uh, okay. shit out of my ass.
0: Brandon, I don't know anything about college football. I um, again. not that I don't know anything about it, but the players, I don't keep tabs on them. I mean, you know, I didn't even know Joe. I thought it was Joe Bauer for the longest time. I didn't know it was Burroughs. I mean, I mean, yeah, okay, I guess I do have a sports and wrestling podcast. I you just know the stuff. But I know the main sports professional football. Basketball, baseball, some hockey, some soccer, not a lot of golf, but let's let, let, let's be real here. I, am I supposed to know
1: his name's not Brandon Love? You know, it's a great name, but it's not. It's Jordan Love, and it is from Utah State. So I was like half right, half wrong. Didn't Jordan
0: Fogle go to Utah State? Where's he?
1: He went to Utah. Utah, yes. Utah Utes.
0: Shout out Jordan Fogle.
1: Shout out to Fogel. Seen him a few times at, at an ace game.
0: Oh really? Mm-hmm. Didn't say
1: hi because I'm that kind of, cause I'm that person.
0: You're not not friends with them. You're more of an acquaintance.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so it seems though some news. Maybe it's more rumored innuendo, but Brett Favre has kind of weighed in. Some people close to the Packers have kind of weighed in that maybe Matt Lafleur is uh, maybe not all that happy with Aaron Rodgers, and maybe there's some sort of a power struggle between the two, and drafting Love is kind of a way of looking towards the future. Aaron Rodgers, I think, still has four years left on his deal, so if he stays there, he's going to be there for a long period of time. you waste a first-rounder on a quarterback when you could have got somebody that could help you now. And it seems as though maybe this relationship between Rodgers and LaFleur isn't too well, And even though Mike McCarthy, the whole reason he left is because him and Rodgers
0: were getting too uh, well-acquainted. If you are a Packers fan, Brandon, just just for poops and giggles here, Packers Which I kind of
1: was back in the day. I was a big Brett Favre guy. was Brett Favre for Halloween one year.
0: Mm, I can see it. So cute. Probably I st- wore some Wranglers, huh?
1: I had like the... Whatever, by the the Halloween costume. So I oh, had the whole did? gimmick. I was full gimmick.
0: Oh, okay. Um, and here comes the, st- the studio audience. I mean... The big dog. Sorry. The okay. big dog. Anyways. Um, You're a Packers fan. And I know a lot of Packers fans were upset with them drafting Love. Um, but are you upset? Okay, would you be upset if Rodgers left and they went with Love? Or, because the thing, here's the thing. Rodgers' performance hasn't... I mean, he is still, I think, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. But do you kind of need to start you know, passing of the torch before he gets to the point where he can't be worth anything anymore, or do you just r- double down on Rodgers and say, you know what, let's let, let let's get, it, get her done?
1: I think you still got to go with Rodgers. Yes, he kind of had a, a mediocre year last year, but the team was winning. They made it all the way to the NFC Championship game. He didn't have to do everything like he normally does, but you go and you draft a first-round quarterback when you could have got somebody else, who knows if he would have been there in the second, third round. But I feel as though, like, there probably is some sort of power move going on here to where you knew what you were doing, trading up, not only just drafting him, but also trading up to get him, which signals you really want this guy. And there's rumors and innuendos. I mean, who exactly knows? With Aaron Rodgers, there's always been kind of rumblings that he's kind of a, a douchebag and an asshole. But, I mean... He's kind of like A-Rod. He might be an asshole, but he's a goddamn good one when it comes to playing on the field.
0: Well, I mean, and the, and the thing with me, you know, if if I'm Aaron Rodgers, do, do I voice my opinion? Do I say, hey, you know what? If you guys don't want me here, then trade me?
1: He's been pretty silent through this entire thing. He exactly. Was, he was on the Pat McAfee show during the draft, and he got off before the Packers actually made a pick, but I think he even kind of speculated like what they should get, and I think he said maybe, you know, do some on the offensive end, you know, get a weapon or two or whatever. And ever since this happened, we haven't heard anything. It's been radio silence from Aaron Rodgers.
0: And that that's the whole point. If the Packers weren't playing something, they probably would have drafted a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end. Hell, even a, you know, a O-lineman just to... You know, protect Rodgers, maybe give him a little few extra seconds in the pocket There's or somebody something.
1: somebody on the defensive end that could actually stop the run because they didn't do a whole lot of that during and, the NFC title and, game. And
0: that too, but they go with a quarterback. And I feel like if I was Rodgers, I would voice it. If you don't want me here, then trade me. I'd rather be traded and get you guys something val- better off than, you know what I mean? Like, I'm worth something still. Trade me. I want to be traded versus staying there and being upset and, you know, spiteful for the rest of my four years.
1: Let's just assume the season is played or not played doesn't really matter. Aaron Rodgers stays with the Packers this year. But next year, maybe when everything kind of gets back to normal, where do you see Aaron Rodgers? Is he going to stay with the team? Is he going to force a trade? Is he just going to, you know, leave straight up or whatever? Do you think it's going to be an ugly breakup? Well, here's the thing. Because I think Brett Favre said something that, like, he doesn't expect Rodgers
0: to play his whole career there. And that's – I agree. I I think – the, whatever the fallout is, if it's if it's Rodgers being traded, if it's Rodgers being pissed off and requesting a trade, whatever, whatever the fallout is it will dictate what happens. I, I feel like no matter what happens, I feel like they have to retire his jersey. I'm not saying when he leaves, I'm just saying he is going to be a one of the best Packer quarterbacks they've ever had. Um, but... I I did hear, I did do a little reading that if he does request trade or if they are putting him on the trading block, that Las Vegas would be a real big market for him.
1: I find it ironic that Aaron Rodgers came into the league pretty much under the same circumstances. He talked some shit about Brett Favre, that maybe Brett Favre wasn't the best guy to to teach him and he kind of knew that this young kid is coming to take his job and now all these years later. Here's Aaron Rodgers in pretty much the exact same predicament.
0: I mean, if what team would would you expect to trade for him?
1: I mean, with that contract, that's a lot of money, and we haven't really seen a, well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is obviously on the back half of his, of his career, but I don't think we've really seen like that big name quarterback like be traded like that. I mean, maybe you can say like Alex Smith, but
0: Alex Smith, I think, still is no Aaron Rodgers. Oh, 100% agree, but I also do do feel like that, you know, what are the Raiders known for? Taking quarterbacks and receivers and stuff like that that don't belong in the league anymore. So, I mean, I, I honestly think if they, if they can trade for him, they would. I do feel like they would give up Carr and they would give up. They would probably give up somebody worth a lot that we would definitely need, maybe a receiver or somebody on the defensive side, that like a Crosby or something like that, that would really piss everyone off, but to get Aaron Rodgers, I don't know, that might be worth it.
1: Alright, let's move on to talk some football news not about quarterbacks, but now we got a wide receiver uh, being cut, declining their option. The Tennessee Titans have decided not to pick up wide receiver Corey Davis's option, had a pretty productive year last year. Uh, the rookie, I'm blanking on his name, but he had a very good year last year. But Corey Davis was, was you know, a good side piece, and they're not picking him up. You know, a veteran wide receiver. I mean, pretty good wide receiver. What do you think uh, his landing spot is?
0: Shoot. Um, I don't know. Did the uh, 49ers ever draft anyone to fill Sanders spot? Do you know? I think the
1: 49ers did draft a a receiver. a receiver, but, I mean, that is a good option, I think, going to the Packers. Just talked about them. I think that could be a good Pac- option. Yeah, Packers would be as good As well, spot. kind of going with him and Devontae Adams. Yep. But, uh, I mean, I think any team really out there could could use a, an upgrade, a wide receiver.
0: I, I mean, I don't see him putting up, you know, Antonio, you know, prime Antonio Brown numbers. But, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, like you said, productive year last year. Don't think he's worth a whole lot of money, but... Definitely, if he finds the right spot and the right team, I feel like he, he would be very, very valuable.
1: All right, and now let's move on to the NBA. We should have been seeing the conclusion of the NBA regular season at this point. And we were coming up on the NBA lottery, the combine, all the stuff leading into the draft. But all that stuff has been pushed back. The NBA apparently is going to look at maybe next week to start opening facilities. I mean, who knows exactly what's going on. we got some states individually opening up. California out here seems as though we're going to be on lockdown for a very long time. I mean, with the Warriors, I mean, I think it makes it's more uh, hurtful to the Lakers and the Clippers because obviously they're in the playoff hunt, and who knows what's going to happen with them if they just skip the rest of the regular season and go straight into the playoffs, what their options are going to be, but... Uh, Dominic, your thoughts on just kind of the NBA, where they're at, pushing back some things, and kind of being a little flippy-floppy of when exactly things are going to start, mostly because we just don't know what's going on.
0: Well, I mean, the one thing I don't understand is, you know, they they want to open up facilities starting maybe, hopefully, next week, but, I mean, the NBA isn't... But
1: even when they do do that, there's going to be, like, so many things that go along with it that, like, you can only have four players in there. you got to have someone you know, looking over it at all times, heavy disinfectant done on all the doorknobs, the balls, everything, and it's like, yes, you might start opening up the facilities, but it's like, only a quarter of the team could actually be there at one time.
0: But, I mean, like, couldn't you, couldn't you, you know, test your team today, you know, say, hey, you guys are gonna, you know, I mean, I know it probably costs a lot of money and maybe be really difficult, but couldn't you find a, you know, hey, we, we've deep-cleaned this whole entire place. You guys stay here, or you get tested. If you test negative, you stay in this place. You guys can, you know, practice and be, you know, do your thing or whatever, um, versus, you know, oh, four people can come in, four people can leave. You know, like, it makes no sense to me. And, and plus, like you said, certain states are allowing it. California isn't. It's, you know, you have... Four, what, four teams in California, right? And, you know, so those are four, and two of them are in the playoffs. I think one was in the hunt, right? Or no, Portland was in it, right? Well, Portland, Dominic, I hate to break it to you,
1: is not in California.
0: Oh, fuck, I mean, oh,
1: no, I... Dominic, you said a lot of stupid things <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, but man, the, the, I was doing so well. Portland is in California, That that's Never up mind.
0: there. Yeah, I, I, I assume you're thinking about the Sacramento Kings. Yes, I was talking about the Kings, and they're not in the hunt. Um, Dominic's going to mute his microphone and let you talk for a little bit.
1: All right, so, I mean, obviously the health and safety of the players and everyone involved is going to be the top priority, but I think the logistics and everything is kind of the hardest thing, especially with every, all these leagues trying to get back up into the swing of things. I mean, as we said some states are doing it, some states aren't, so if you do have to locate everybody in a couple states, you know, players aren't going to really want to be away from their families for so long, and even when, if if you relocate, you have to be isolated for two weeks until you can come back, and then kind of keep everyone in a bubble for such a long period of time, so, I I mean, a lot of teams, or a lot of leagues at this point are kind of looking like June, July could be the earliest we can see some stuff come back, and kind of on that same vein, we got the MLB reaching a deal with the umpires talking about their pay. Even if no team or no games are played, they will be paid, I think, at least a third of their promised salary if it was just a regular season with no coronavirus bullshit going on. And also with the MLB, there is more increased uh, optimism that the 2020 season will go as planned. Who knows if it's going to be the Arizona-Florida Thing we talked about a few weeks back—if everybody's going to play in their own stadium—but it seems as though there's some growing momentum behind the MLB possibly doing something, and there's also speculation that maybe, you know, there's going to be just three mega divisions, all the teams from the Central, West, and East just all playing together.
0: I mean, I mean, Brandon, I know I said some stupid shit, but this might be the stupidest thing I'm, I'm gonna say right now. Why can't we just scrap the season?
1: Because you gotta make your money, boo-boo. I mean... You gotta make those sweet, sweet dollar bills. You can't make billions and billions of dollars in television rights fees if there are no games to produce. That being said, I am ready for ESPN or whoever to broadcast some goddamn Korean baseball league because I am jonesing right now.
0: <laughs> it's really that bad? I- I'm ready to see some live sports right now. I'm trying to see some Korean league baseball. Well, I mean, what I don't understand is... How is it that the, you know, I, I'm sure we were going to cover it when we get a little bit further into the wrestling part, but, you know, they say that wrestling venues can have 25% of fans. Why can, why can they have a 25% crowd and yet we can't have baseball, basketball, just empty arena or stadium?
1: Who said there could be a 25% crowd?
0: Uh, saw it on a news article that starting next week that they said that they, can, they you can have fans. Uh, what news fans. article is this? Huh? What news article I'll, is this? I'll,
1: I'll keep talking. I'll look what, it up right now. What state are we talking I'll look, about? I'll look Florida. It up. It's probably Florida. Florida. It is Florida. Because they'd be saying some stupid shit like that. Yeah.
0: It is Florida. If, you know, you want to talk for about half of half a monologue, I can look it up for you right now, huh?
1: Well, while a Dominic goes and looks up that article, that definitely
0: is a real news organization. Well, okay, I mean, like, what do you mean, like, real news? You mean, like, news news, or, like... Just, like, you know, actual reporting
1: of real news, not some fake bullshit. Ooh. But anyways, when it comes to the MLB, I mean, what I've heard is that may, there's a good possibility that it's going to be played in some form or another. I think June, July seemingly is a good starting point. I think probably, honestly, July 1st is going to be the starting point for the MLB season. And with baseball, I mean, out of all these sports, it's kind of the least contact. Obviously, there's the ball that everyone's touching. Baseball, in and of itself, is a really dirty sport with licking and spitting and everything that goes on with all this. So, I mean, but there's a lot of old habits are going to die hard that, you know, a lot of these players are going to have to, especially the pitchers, are going to have to deal with. But, I mean, I'm excited It's been like I don't know a month and a half at this point. We're kind of locked up in quarantine, and with all these news about leagues coming back, doing some things. I mean, internationally, there's been some news about some leagues possibly making some headway, and Dominic putting his hands in the air and raising them like you just don't care. Maybe he finally
0: found something. Is RingsideNews.com a credible source?
1: I'll allow it, but if you if you would like to read the article or like a snippet to kind of
0: so basically, it's a tiny little paragraph, and it says. WWE has already laid down television for Raw and SmackDown this week and next week. The same is true for NXT. Even if they get their right to bring fans in for events, they wouldn't be airing a show with live fans until May 11th's Raw after Money in the Bank. So, if if it is true, May 11th will have... But does that f- mean
1: you bring in like 100 people and everybody has to be spaced out 6 feet apart?
0: But... Okay, but I'm just saying, if that's true, though, you can have that, and yet you can't have just, you know, a few camera people, the ref, and the players to play basketball or baseball or. I think the thing that's really
1: holding everything back is the testing. If you can get testing. You know, readily available, not take it away from the people who actually need it, and the hospitals, the sick, and everything like that. I think that's the one thing that's really holding this whole thing back is being able to test everybody involved. You know, be media players, umpires, coaches, everything. To where, if you can get a test, get it within a few days, and you you know that everybody is negative for it, then at that point you can kind of isolate and do everything, and you know, be super contained. Because once
0: Somebody tests positive.
1: You don't know how long they've actually had it, and then at that point, it's Rudy Go Barrel over again. You've Just gotta shut everything down.
0: Would are you willing to risk your life just to watch baseball, basketball, or something? No. Okay. There you go. If you're not willing, I'll we'll probably put a poll out. You know, you know, should should I put the poll on the on the Twitter now? You know, you uh, can do
1: whatever you want. Are you willing to die to watch live sports? Literally.
0: Okay. There you go. I'll put it out right now.
1: Okay, and Josh, Tyler, and Travis could respond
0: to it. And they're all gonna call me. They're all gonna quote you and say, "Dominic, you said some pretty stupid shit, but this is the stupidest stuff by far."
1: Nah, I think thinking that Portland is in California is up there.
0: Okay, that was just an accident. Okay, I know Portland's not in California. I'm, for some reason, I, I said in the hunt, and I was like, "Portland's in the hunt," and you know, yeah, fuck you, up.
1: Let's move on to the world of pro wrestling. Maybe Dominic. Well, I actually know a thing or two about this, but Cody Rhodes apparently, well, Cody over there at AEW apparently has bought the rights to his last name. WWE has owned the rights for a long time. Cody has kind of been vocal in saying that if he really wanted to, he could use the Cody Rhodes name for all this time, but I guess officially he has got Cody Rhodes. Maybe this is more of a merchandise and marketing thing more than actually in-ring wise, but Tom, your thoughts on Cody getting his name back. They don't have to do the cheeky Cody with Brandy Rhodes announcement that they've been doing.
0: Do you really think they're gonna he's gonna go back to Cody Rhodes? Or do you think it will just stay as Cody? I
1: think he's done a, a pretty good job these last I don't even know how long he's been a free agent at this point like four or five, four years to, you know, market himself as Cody. I don't think he needs to go back to it. If he wants to do it for marketing and some other reasons for having, you know, the Rhodes name on some things. That's perfectly fine, but I mean, it's not, we say, we call him Cody Rhodes all the time on this show, so it really doesn't affect me either way.
0: I mean, my honest opinion behind the whole thing is, if he goes by Cody Rhodes, to me, it, I mean, being Cody, Cody Rhodes, to me, it doesn't, there's no, like, real change in my opinion or anything. Um, I do understand, you know, him owning that name means a lot. But it's like, come on, just just own your name, but go by Cody. There's no point of changing it and being all weird and stuff. Just, just whatever. you know what he needs to get is Stardust. That's what he needs. I don't think he
1: wants to get that back and revitalize Stardust. He should. Now we got some more. Releases coming out of WWE. They just keep trickling out. Don't know if this is all from the same time or if they're just kind of doing one. uh, They keep releasing people, but we're going to take them one at a time. All three very different releases, all in their own certain way. Gerald Briscoe has been released. He's been with the company since about the mid-80s, been very vital in the uh, recruiting and talent development for, especially on the amateur wrestling scene, you know, bringing in Shelton Benjamin, uh, Brock Lesnar, you know, Gable, and,
0: uh, oh my god, Chad Gable, and... You got this. I believe in you. I thought you were going to help me out here. Chad Gable, and...
1: For some reason, I want to say, like, Angleton Simmons, but... That's a baseball player, Jason Jordan. There you go. There we go. I am so smart.
0: I was in, I going to give you the hint of Kurt Angle's son. Of Kurt I, Angle's I mean, son, I
1: knew so. exactly. I, I can see him. I knew what who he was. I just couldn't say the name. But anyways, it's
0: fine.
1: A long, long time WWE employee getting released. Maybe kind of a mutual thing. He's, I think, as old as Vince. He's like in his mid-70s at this point. So maybe he's like, you know, I think this is a good time for me to head out. I'm done your thought on Gerald
0: Briscoe getting released? Well, the first thing that pops into mind is, do you fill that spot with somebody you've released? Or do you kind of just write it out?
1: I mean, him and JR were kind of the one-two punch that would uh, recruit guys like that from the amateur scene. I mean, you got Johnny Ace out there, you got some other of the producers. I mean, I don't exactly know the whole behind the scenes, who fits where. I mean, you come anything, on, you watch Total but...
0: Bellas and Total Divas, you know everything behind the scenes. Oh,
1: shout out Total Bellas. Watching the episode last night. Didn't, they're really teasing Dana Bryan and Brie Bella getting a divorce, but they got into a big old fight in the car, and Dana Bryan was talking like, you know, you made me sign my WWE contract. I had other options elsewhere. Blah, blah, blah. Ooh, you're the shit. reason. And I was like, I almost creeped Ooh. my pants.
0: <laughs>
1: Damn. Like, Get him, Daniel. Bryan. Bryan, or Brian Danielson.
0: American Dragon. They, they call him Brian, because, you know, that's, like, his first name, but it's kind of like, you know. Anyways. Brian Danielson. Helps if I said that without muting my mic. Good job. That was a good two seconds of audio right yep. there. I, I pulled a Brandon. Good job. You don't go full Brandon. Now, But now you need to say something really stupid, so you, I can, you know, say you've said that's the one stupidest thing you said. Brandon, where's Portland at? Nevada? There we go. Brandon, you said some stupid shit before. Did she just got a victory? Studio Royale?
1: audience got a victor Royale. Good for her.
0: Solos? Son of a bitch! It's all
1: the mobile players. <laughs> we'll give her a pass. It's all bots. You know. How many kills?
0: Uh, she can't even see. Cause she she's can't blind. even see. She's blind as a bat. And yet she got a victory Royale. I bet you they died in the storm and she won.
1: A Vicroy is a Vicroy. That's because it's not there. You have to push the button. Uh, Six eliminations. Wow. For the studio
0: audience. Oh, you clicked that. So she got it. Did you go to Solo Victory Royal? This is my second one. Have you got Solo's one? Yes, he has. Remember when he texts in the fucking middle of the night? Oh, Actually yeah.
1: that was a that was a group dub with their boys from Trapdoor to Hell. Uh, Two back to back dubs. I think I got a duos with Travis, then we got a squad with Tyler. So you haven't had
0: a solo. So. And then, I think everything from us have been squads. So solo, so. Maybe not. I don't know. Wow. Mm, wow, you are the weak link of this group. Maybe I'm
1: the weak link. God damn but you know me and hey, me and the studio audience got a
0: a duo victory. Me and the studio audience is a duo victory as well.
1: But my, ours was more recent. We're we're on a hot streak. Touche. Exactly. Uh, I'm
0: tired. Hurry up, Brandon.
1: We got Kane Velasquez getting released from WWE. Only with the company for a few months. He gets brought in. He was kind of the big signing heading into Fox. Uh, Smackdown on Fox. Has that match with Brock Lesnar. Doesn't really do a whole lot. Was Rey Mysterio's heavy during his feud with Brock Lesnar. And then he like has a tour of WWE with Ronda Rousey early in the month or early in the year, and then he just gets released very, you know, I don't know if I'd say disappointing, but just kind of a weird tenure with Cain Velasquez in WWE.
0: Do you think any of it has to do with the fact that there's a pandemic, or do you think this was going to happen one way or another?
1: I think it's probably more the pandemic. I think Vince kind of saw him and was like, I mean, what could we honestly do with him? I mean, he in, I think it was AAA. I think he really impressed some people doing the luchador, high-flying type of style, and then he comes in doing the more grounded MMA style in WWE. Kane doesn't have the best body, is the most charismatic person. He's no Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, he was already kind of an awkward fit to begin with in the role that he was playing, and it it was really no shock that he got released, but it was just... I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could have done more, but at the other point it's like there's so many other people more deserving that could have got a bigger push
0: I mean I'm not surprised but I feel like he I mean maybe because I didn't see any of his AAA stuff but to me he just seemed really too stiff in my opinion I mean Brock is Brock He's he's done this for years and he knows how to wrestle and all that kind of stuff but I feel like Kane was just way too stiff in my opinion so not not to say you couldn't fix that, but I don't think, like you said, a pandemic, it's not a good fit for him trying to be you know, taught how to wrestle.
1: When you and the studio audience went to go see Luke Bryan, back when concerts were a thing, I went to New Japan at SS State when live wrestling used to be a thing, and Cain Velasquez was there at the New Japan show. This was when he was kind of a free agent, kind of testing the waters. Do you think Cain Velasquez could go somewhere else? in the wrestling world, or do you think, you know, he kind of dipped his toe in it, found a little bit of success, but I, he's done. Um,
0: see, and here, here, here's the hard part. Does AEW take him? I don't think so.
1: I think it's either New Japan or AAA or CML or something. Exactly. I
0: don't, I don't see AEW, AEW doesn't really, I mean, okay, they do have Jack Hager. Or Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Jack, Jake, he's a jack off, whatever. Um, do I see him going there? And that they can make a little feel of that? No, because he is, in my opinion, a nobody in MMA. Cain, if you bring in Cain Velasquez and that's going to be your main attraction is Hager and Velasquez, that's stupid. I, I, I do see him probably going back to Triple A. Um, hell, I even might even see him try to make a reemergence into the, uh, MMA somewhere. Don't know what. I don't think he's going to do
1: MMA. I think he's just too old, too beat up. I mean, he had a lot of injuries at the back end of his career. But one more match, you don't. You don't see one more fight. I mean, he's just. I mean, they try to make him like that new Mexican star, but it just didn't work out. When he had those big matches in Mexico, he didn't win. I mean, when he beat Brock, he was like the longest reigning uh, heavyweight champion at that time. But I think now the sport has kind of passed him by, and I. I mean, yes, if he comes back, he would be a little bit of a draw, but I don't think he's main-eventing anything. He'd be like a semi-main or mid-card pay-per-view feud or match. Oh,
0: okay. Sure.
1: Then finally on the releases, we got a, I don't know if I'd say longtime veteran, but Curtis Axel, third-generation wrestler. Uh, Michael McGillicuddy, part of the Nexus and all this other good, fun stuff. He gets released, was with the B-Team for a long time, found a little bit of cult success there kind of interesting i don't know i mean wrestling is in his blood what does he want to do does he want to continue on with that does he want to just kind of do something else
0: curtis axel kind of an
1: interesting uh thing to look at once everything opens back up and sees what he does
0: can i can i ask why they released just axel and not him and dallas or just dallas
1: Maybe they see something in Bo Dallas. I mean I can see Bo teaming up with Bray in some sort of you know, he can be a part of the Firefly fun house and Bo Dallas could kinda be Bless you. And once again, studio audience doesn't cover her nose or her mouth while sneezing during a pandemic.
0: Shame. Shame, shame. I didn't spray anything. She didn't spray and pray.
1: But if we like put her on
0: like a black light or whatever the thing
1: is there would Just be droplets everywhere.
0: Yes, Brandon's, co- Brandon's covered in your snot right now. Looks as though we're doing a Zoom podcast
1: next week, because yep. I'm going to get sick.
0: Yep. Great.
1: Uh, Dominic asked me to come over.
0: Oh, God. Ladies, ladies, ladies. I want to go to sleep. Let's get this thing going.
1: I think Bo Dallas could be a fun part of the Firefly Funhouse, being the guy you beat before you get to Bray Wyatt. That being said, maybe we see Bo Dallas getting released later on down the line. But, I mean, this is kind of on par with a lot of the other releases we've seen. You know, lower card guys that weren't doing anything.
0: I mean, that's what when I saw he, he was released, I was like, I'd much rather have him than Bo Dallas. But then again...
1: But he's had so many chances already. He was with Paul Heyman, got an IC title run. he They tried to make him, maybe not a main eventer, but a solid mid-carter. mid to upper card yeah. guy. And it didn't work out. I think he just kind of has like a weird quirky personality that it just doesn't really click.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to say he he's a very mega super talented wrestler, but you know, they they honestly could have probably done a little better, you know, pushing him, but um you know, it uh it is what it is. I think he'll I think he'll get signed somewhere. Maybe maybe not AEW, maybe not New Japan, but I can see him going to maybe ROH or maybe even Impact or something like that.
1: Come see Curtis Axel or Joe Henning at your local indie show whenever the fuck those happen.
0: Can we talk about, before we get on to the actual recaps of how Cody commented that Heath Slater will not be in AEW and Heath was like, that's a bad decision?
1: Want to talk about that? Thoughts? Well, I don't know if I had Say Heath Slater is, you know, this talent that you definitely got to go scoop up. I've seen some videos that Heath is kind of on that comeback season, trying to show everyone that he's, you know, he's going to be just like Drew McIntyre. Will he? Maybe. Probably not. But, I mean, it was kind of a bold move for just Cody because it wasn't on like a Reddit AMA or something where yeah, someone just asked him he just, straight like up, he just straight up said no. I mean, a little ballsy, a little, you know, maybe not, a little dismissive of Heath. But, I mean, honesty is the best policy
0: do you think it was Cody being honest or do you think it was just a way because he didn't want people to automatically think aW's gonna swoop up all but this, I think you can also talent. say the thing
1: that's like during this time we're not in the business to sign anybody we're not gonna it's not on Heath it's just in the moment we are a starting business yes we might have some money from our you know the the big guys up top, but it's like we don't want to just be burning money and throwing money to everybody when we don't really need
0: to right now. Eh, I mean, I, 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 I don't really see Heath being in AEW and being valued at what he can bring to the table. I do see him being Heath Slater,
1: newest member of the Bullet Club. I'm calling it right now. Yeah, you calling it? Cause I think Heath Slater is actually pretty good friends with. Uh, Gallatin Anderson. So I could see maybe Heath Slater teaming up with them in New Japan whenever that starts up again.
0: I was actually going to tell him he'd probably go to Ring of Honor and be a...
1: You just want everyone to go to Ring of Honor, don't you? Kind of. A little bit. Now, we don't really talk too much about SmackDown, but there was a segment last week that I felt was worth mentioning had the Triple H 25-year celebration anniversary. Shawn Michaels comes out. We get some FaceTimes from Stephanie, Ric Flair, and Road Dogg. We get Uh, Vince McMahon coming out and the whole thing was built framed as a comedy segment I thought well Dominic we'll get your thoughts on it and I'll react to your reaction what did you think of this?
0: I'm not going to say cringeworthy do I think uh, it could have been a lot better yes Um, I didn't like Vince McMahon walking out there and practically shutting them out or kicking them out or whatever. I did not like that. Um I mean, to me it, in a time where they they, they probably could have really gave us a good uh whatever we want to call it appreciation night, whatever you want to call it. You could
1: have grabbed everybody on a Zoom call and have them, you know, cut a promo on Triple H for like two minutes
0: each. Yeah. They but instead you get this comedy induced just crap. You know, especially with Vince doing the whole like, oh, you guys used to do this, this, this. It's like, I don't, I don't want comedy. I want, I want some hard-hitting, like, story, you know. I want to cry, damn it. Yeah, I do. But then again, you know, uh, Vince is in charge, so. I agree with you. I thought that
1: this uh, segment was kind of trash. I thought it was very cringy. It was kind of the worst of the zany DX comedy that we've seen from them in the past 15, 20 years. And, I've, I mean, I don't know if Triple H knew exactly everything that was going to go on. He kind of looked a little perplexed and a little stunned by some of the stuff that was going on here. That being said, I mean, this is just kind of par for the course when you get Shawn Michaels and Triple H together, but, I mean, I didn't like it. I thought it was terrible, and it's kind of getting panned, I think, Universally, but I think there are some defenders of like, oh come on, it was it's some good old fashioned fun, guys.
0: Yeah, but I mean, there's a difference between gold. Of, there's a difference between good old fashioned fun and cringe worthy comedy. Um,
1: and overall, WWE's ratings aren't very aren't you doing know, so well, especially now that everyone's at home. You would think, oh, their ratings would at least go up a little bit. Nope, they're worse than they've ever been.
0: You know, you could have you know made some cock references like they used to back in the day. You know, maybe could have. You know, told a story about, you know, when they did the, the they had the thongs on, they said, like, Mary Xmas on their ass, whatever, you know, could have done some stories about that, you know. Why does have...
1: everything you go to is, like, sex and
0: cocks and ass? Because that's what Attitude Era was about, bud. It was all about cocks and ass? Yeah. Alright. And titties. And titties? <laughs> and puppies. And puppies, sorry, puppies. I didn't know uh, the king was... Sitting next to me, Um, but uh, it's they they could have done stories like that, and they could have you know talked about him and his his career and you know what he meant to them instead of doing this whole comedic kind of sloppy top kind of stuff,
1: sloppy top type of stuff. (laughs) I quit.
0: I fucking quit.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna, I you know what I'm gonna write that down, and this is I'm not gonna forget that that was said on the podcast, and I gotta make that the title of this episode, <laughs> sloppy top type of stuff. Dominic, <laughs> you know, you said some funny things on this podcast before, and my
0: God, that might have topped everything. You know when I'm laughing, it, it, it's pretty bad. Well,
1: let's uh, go into our recaps. We got the raw recap. We got uh, Zelina's boys continuing on, carrying the entire uh, episode of Raw, going up against Apollo Crews, Rey Mysterio, and Aleister Black, and the Babyfaces, who are all going into Money in the Bank, end up winning. Big surprise. Apollo Crews pins United States Champion Andrade, which sets up a match later on
0: in the show. Big surprise that Babyfaces would win. And and not even to mention this, the Babyfaces going into Money in the Bank would be the ones that win the match. Isn't it kind of ironic, Brandon? Yes, very ironic, Dominic. Would you say I- iconic? Iconic. RIP. They're dead. You know,
1: I was on the Instagram the other day. Peyton Royce made a fantastic banana bread. Did you try it? Did not try it. Wish I tried it. Would love to
0: nibble on that bread. Oh, jeez. It looks tasty. Brandon is some very sexual. Dominic, sex get your thing. mind out of the gutters.
1: She Just made... Per- a, I mean, do you want me to pull, pull up the photo? Uh, no, do you know I a,
0: saw the bread. Do you know what photo I'm talking about? I saw the bread. It Brandon. looked very tasty. I saw the bread. Are you sure? I'm positive I saw the bread. Are you, are you positive? I saw the bread. Are you sure? Brandon, I saw the bread. Do not bring up that photo. Do not bring it up. I don't need to see the bread photo. Well, if your Wi-Fi, Holster the phone. Holster the phone. If your Wi-Fi... Oh, there...
1: Look, I mean, come on. I mean, look at how tasty that bread looks. What are you looking at, Dominic? Look at that bread, Mary. Look at the bread. But he's zooming in on the titties.
0: No, I'm not. That's what... what... You looking at? The bread. What were you looking at, the bread. But he's zooming in on the titties. That's why he likes the bread.
1: Yeah, look. Look, I didn't zoom in on the titties. Look, I zoomed in on the bread.
0: Brandon, where are you guys going? Where are you guys looking right now, huh? The bread. <laughs> okay. What? I don't have a girlfriend? What? Oh, he doesn't have a girlfriend.
1: It's called bringing up Instagram. I'm not a weirdo and just have him saved on my phone. I would never
0: do that. Remind me uh, after the podcast to go through his phone, Mary. Thank you. A lot of pussy photos on there, though. Pussy cat photos. Yes.
1: And some screenshots of some sports news and stuff so I can remember to talk about on the podcast. Because... I realize that's a lot easier than just to go on ESPN and try to just
0: scope through it. Hey, let's stick. let's just stick to wrestling, you know. You, okay. Brandon, you're you're getting a little sidetracked here. Sorry, talking about
1: banana bread just gets me all hot and bothered. I I can tell. Then uh, we got Asuka, Shayna Baszler, and Nia Jax. Apparently, in a triple threat match, but then just kind of ends because Nia Jax is dangerous. She's a dangerous girl. Because she's not like most girls. I don't know if you. I don't she's know if not you know like that.
0: most girls. Is she the irresistible force, though? Maybe. Maybe. That's why she's not like most girls. Okay. You know, I, I've always been wondering this. If she's not like most girls. Does that make her a girl? If she's not like most girls. Does that make her a girl? I mean.
1: I think saying that she's not like most girls implies that she is a girl.
0: Okay. I want to clarify. Thank you.
1: Then we get Bobby Lashley in a squash match, tells Lana that he can't have her at ringside because she's just so beautiful. I guess still kind of going on the will they or won't they break up, but they weren't going as harsh as they were two weeks ago, so they're kind of just spinning their tires, going nowhere at this point.
0: Or, this is all a prelude to they're going to can Lana and Rusev Lana going to go AW.
1: Possibly. Possibly. we got Liv Morgan defeating Ruby Riot once again. Good Kind of putting the stamp on this feud. Liv, I guess, going on to bigger and better things. What is that? I don't know. The match itself wasn't that great, but, I mean, they've kind of put an, a lot of time into Liv Morgan at this point, so, I mean, I guess it's good that she's getting wins and kind of establishing her new character now.
0: Can I ask you that, and for your opinion right now, Brandon, is that if... They are pushing Liv over Ruby. Is Ruby going to be released because of the fact that she is undervalued, underappreciated, and even underrated? Maybe underrated. I would say Ruby Ride is a tad bit underrated. I feel like... No, not to take anything... Okay, I'm not going to say Liv is a bad wrestler. She is still green. Submit it.
1: But... I mean, she's just as... Bad as Carmella or Dana Brooke or some of these other women who are kind of even on a higher level than what she is.
0: Ruby Riot, though, on the other hand, has been doing this for years, and yet she kind of is overlooked, in my opinion, because of the way she looks—the tattoos, the piercings. You know, she's not a big boobed blonde hair bombshell woman. Do you? She's no Liv Morgan. She's no Liv Morgan, yes. If you were Ruby Riot and they're pushing Liv, granted you guys are friends, but is there a little piece of you that's going, you know what, just freaking release me and get me out of here so I can go to a company that will value my, you know, somebody like AEW who drastically needs a great female wrestler? I
1: would not be opposed to having Ruby Riot in AEW. I think I would take Ruby over Sarah Logan, because I think Ruby has kind of shown on the women's scene that she could be a little bit better. Now, the studio audience sending stuff to Dominic. Now, Dominic, would you like to give us
0: commentary on what the studio audience sent you? Sure! Why not? Um, you know, uh, oh no, you don't want me to say anything? Maybe I should just send it to Brandon and see what what he wants to talk about.
1: Okay, fine. If you want to send it to me, and I'll just... No? Are
0: you going to um, stop sending me this crap then? Is it like, uh, someone, someone took a shit or something? No, if it was someone took a shit, I would have told you.
1: Is it like a sex thing? Okay, no, it's, a cream. it's a cream. Oh, it's a cream. Dominic, would you like to give everyone a weekly update on your asshole?
0: Okay. Uh, my asshole is... Fine.
1: We got the modern-day Maharaja back on Monday Night Raw. He comes and beats up Akira Tozawa. Yes, the same Akira Tozawa who was in the lead in his bracket in the Cruiserweight tournament. Don't know why Tezawa is being a squash man in WWE, but he is, and Jinder Mahal is back.
0: I mean... I'm actually kind of juiced he's back. I mean, he is a decent wrestler, a pretty decent heel. I feel like... Um, granted... I feel like Seth's gonna lose it, money in the bank. So you you have Ginder and McIntyre. You can tell a little story there, but I mean, let's be honest here. Ginder, I much rather had Heath Slater over Ginder Mahal. So,
1: I think if Ginder is going to be in that main event picture with Drew, I think. It will happen, but I think if they do do it, it shouldn't be, you know, a SummerSlam or a marquee three-month-long feud. I think you just have Jinder go in there. Don't talk too much about 3MB because I think they've done a really good job of kind of distancing Drew away from that and just have Drew go in there. I would say just maybe squash Jinder, just really go over strong over him, get the win, you know, and have Drew go on and face some tougher talent.
0: I mean, granted... Hopefully, all this stuff kind of blows over pretty soon, but would you bring in anyone to face Drew? I mean, I mean... Cain Velasquez. God damn it, no. I mean, like, on in, in all honesty, do you, would you bring in someone to face Drew? I mean, even if it's just a one-off thing, like, could, could you... Think of anyone? Honestly, that
1: can... I think Killer Cross or Carrion Cross could have been a good person to bring in straight from the indie scene into the main roster and be that top tier, you know, brand new heel. There's Lars Sullivan out there. Who knows what's going on with him personally and his health because he's getting over an injury. But I think Lars is someone out there that possibly could come in and do something. And I think also Killian Cross could be someone. Obviously, it's not going to happen because he's getting a yeah. pretty good push on NXT, but I think just looking at somebody like that, that could have been a, a good opportunity to bring somebody in fresh, no nothing from NXT, and just literally bring in somebody new with nothing to go off of. And
0: then I guess you still got to remember, you still got Dream and Finn and Cole and you know, you got some single competitors in NXT that will eventually be making their way up, so...
1: Speaking of Drew McIntyre, in that final segment, we had Drew and Seth signing their contract for the Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view. I thought it was really good, Seth Rollins being cool, calm, and collected. Drew kind of taking Seth seriously, but also kind of saying that he's going to beat him. And it was very just straightforward, but I thought it was really well done. I think Drew has really been clicking all cylinders at this point.
0: I mean, not not, not to say that Drew's, Drew was meant for this, but I think he... Being he he was a champion in Impact and being a champion in a couple other places before coming back to WWE, I think it's really helped him carry this weight that is the world title. So, um, you know, Seth being a great heel that he is, I, I I mean I find not to say that it was a great segment, but I think it was well put together.
1: The only thing is, since there is no crowd, you can't really gauge on what's working really well and what's not. I mean, obviously, the ratings aren't very good at this point, so you can maybe point to Drew and say that he's not doing a good job. But I think when it comes down to it, or when you watch it, I think Drew has been doing a really good job. Yeah. And then finally, uh, Andrade takes on Apollo Cruz via ref stoppage. Apollo Cruz has a kayfabe injury. He cannot compete. He has been taken off of money in the bank, I said you know, if he's going to have a 30-minute match with Aleister Black, give him a push after this, and it seems that they are doing that.
0: And, I mean, do I think Apollo should, you know, be world champion? No, but I definitely think Apollo would be a great, great mid-card champion. I think him and Andrade can go for a long time for United States title. I think that would be a great, great feud.
1: Now let's move on to AEW Dynamite. We got two semifinal matches for the TNT Championship Tournament. First off, in the opening match, we got Cody taking on Darby Allen. They cut uh, some promos early on before the match starts. Cody ends up getting the win via a roll-up, backslide, whatever, out of a coffin drop. I thought the match itself was good, but I just, I really hated this finish. I thought that it didn't look very good. Cody didn't really roll up Darby convincingly and it was just kind of a cop-out at the end. and I feel as though people haven't really been talking about that too much, about how shitty the actual finish was.
0: I mean, do, do, you, do you think a lot of people have that same feeling, or is it just you being very critical of the finish?
1: I don't think it's being very critical. If you look at it, he didn't like really wrap his arms up and really pin him to the mat. And it is a tape show, so you would think either you do a different camera angle, or mm-hmm. you just redo it.
0: I mean... In my my opinion it, to me it just kind of adds a little more to like a way that you can keep that feud going after this tournament you know you can kind of be like hey you didn't you know granted you beat me but you know like you can kind of maybe twist an angle off of it in my opinion being that like you know you didn't pin me well maybe or something like that but i mean i i'm not really too critical of the situation I, I think i think Hey, a win is a win. Who cares if he was a crappy roll-up or something? A win's a win.
1: Then going to the main event, we got Lance Archer taking on Dustin Rhodes, and Archer gets the win. They go, I think, over 20 minutes. Dustin Rhodes bleeds because that's his gimmick at this point, and they kind of tease that Rhodes is like just dead, and we got, you know, the entire Nightmare family coming yeah. coming out to possibly throw in the towel. He doesn't. Archer gives him the EBD Claw, pins him 1, 2, 3, and this was kind of the chalk uh, finish that we thought, but we are going to get Archer versus Cody for the TNT Tournament at Double, or TNT Championship at Double or Nothing in three weeks.
0: Damn too bad we're not going to be there for that, huh? I
1: know. Um, But at least we're not going to get Coronavirus. True. At least from that. We could get it for somewhere else like Dominic working at a store.
0: Or Studio audience taking care of her niece or nephew. Or the sorry. studio audience just not covering their mouth when sneezing. True. Um no, I mean I, I kind of I I didn't think that because she's a 3-year-old. <laughs> I didn't think the uh match was going to go as long. I did I did kind of figures and be a little brutal, but um you know, they I, I think a, a nice kind of clean quick kind of finish would have been better than having Dustin kind of you know, go as long as he did, you know but that's just my opinion.
1: Alright, then kind of going through the other stuff that happened, they continue, uh, they finished up on the Scorpio Sky profile. I thought, once again, very good. Wish they can do this to some other wrestlers, like, you know, the other Elite members. But uh, yeah, your, your thoughts on Scorpio Sky's uh, profile? Pretty straightforward.
0: I mean, I good way to end it. Um, I can't wait to see what they actually do after this, though. Do you think maybe they
1: make him more of a singles guy? Or do you think they continue to push him in that tag team division? I mean, here here's the thing: they don't have any black single stars, so I think Scorpio Sky is kind of that guy that you can look at and be like, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna push him to kind of fill the demographic, I think he's definitely that guy.
0: Yeah, and then on top of it too, I feel like out of the three that are in the trio, I think he'd be the better one to be a single star, and let Kazarian Daniels be the tag team.
1: Then, unfortunately, MJF is injured again. He nicked his neck while shaving. He won't be... He wasn't on this week's episode live, but he will be there next week. So thoughts and prayers to MJF.
0: Hey, keep your head up high, kid. And protect that neck.
1: Got another episode of the Bubbly Bunch. I thought it was probably the most entertaining one. A lot of cameos from celebrities and wrestlers. But once again, it's like, this is your top heel faction. And they're being super funny, entertaining you know, light-hearted stuff. Do have a question for you. What is that
0: question, Dominic? So, in this week's episode of the Bubbly Bunch, you have the lead singer of Slipknot, Corey Taylor, on it.
1: My brother, Josh, did not know who that was. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I was like, oh, Corey Taylor. He's like, oh, who's that? I want to just you know, punch him right in his face. So,
0: Corey Taylor's band,
1: Slipknot, does... Ties the- to NXT, says the NXT's theme song. Exactly. Or sings
0: it. They also say it. So, my thing is, with him appearing on the Bubbly Bunch, do you think WWE would be petty and have them, well, not have them, but will remove their song from their intro?
1: Maybe. Well, stay tuned to find out next week.
0: Okay, that's what I wanted to say. All
1: right. Uh, we got the best friends defeating Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc in a no DQ tag match. Something they don't really do all that often, so I thought it was novel and it worked. Uh, giving Best Friends a win. Jimmy Havoc kind of being the designated job guy at this point. thought it was good, kind of especially since we've seen the Best Friends in Orange Cassidy a lot. I mean, all four of these guys. We've kind of seen a lot of wrestlers all being used in different capacities during this bulk taping. But uh, this was the last taping in this environment, so I think they've uh, done a good job really filling out all the television time
0: with the same amount of Do wrestlers. you do you like the tag team of Havoc and Sabian? Do you actually like it? Or to me it doesn't really seem It too, is kind of yeah. an odd
1: couple tag team, you know, the pretty Europe Dominic, are you okay? Somebody dead? What was it, was it just a thirst trap?
0: Oh no. Okay. Holy crap. Okay. I I <laughs> We'll, we'll get get to the end get 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 to the end and we'll, we'll we'll discuss what what just made me freak out on
1: the podcast or off the podcast on the podcast okay yeah. Uh, so, then we got, uh, John Moxley cutting a, I thought a really good promo, just very straightforward, I think he was out there in the Las Vegas desert, cuts a uh, promo saying that he's gonna be there next week, uh, very baby-facious of him saying to, you know, stay at home, we're all gonna get through this together, you know, wash your hands, social distancing, and call your grandma, uh, something that I think if this was in the WWE environment with the same verbiage, same wording, wouldn't have come across as cool and authentic, but I think John Moxley, the way he delivered it, was fantastic and uh, really well done. And I'm excited to see what he does next week in that match against Kazarian. I mean,
0: it, I, I don't. I I wasn't paying attention. I'm honest; I wasn't paying attention. Did John
1: Moxley I, promo, Dominic.
0: Oh, I didn't really care for it all that much. Did you even watch it? Yes, I did. I really didn't care for. It. I don't. I don't like the... I didn't like how... It kind of, to me, it felt a little cliche, a little cheesy to me, in my opinion. Even though I... If you were
1: listening to me, I basically said that that was the reason I liked it so much, is because it was so
0: God, you're such
1: a nerd, you know that? But he came across very cool, and if this was in WWE, it wouldn't have felt the same way.
0: Eh, true. I guess. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Don't care about Moxley's interview. I want to see Moxley freaking fight. I don't want to see him doing no, a promo. No, you're gonna see
1: him fight next week against Kazarian. Thank you. We get Brody Lee defeating Marco Stunt uh, pretty quick. I mean, kind of the same match as Archer and Stunt. So, I mean, nothing really to uh, write home about. But Brody Lee uh, continues on on his dominant win streak.
0: Yep, and I'm I'm digging it. I think I'm I might join the dark order. I don't know, man.
1: Finally, we got a Britt Baker in another segment. I think Britt Baker is just really clicking in all cylinders, just being so disingenuous, you know, making fun of Tony Schiavone for a snaggle snaggletooth, being fat, yelling at her makeup artist, and all that other good fun stuff. Really loving what Britt Baker is doing right now.
0: I think she's the best thing going right now in the women's division. I mean, I think she's one of the best things going in AEW. Period. There you go. Sign her. Oh wait, she's already signed.
1: Oh my god. Shout out Adam Cole being on both NXT and AEW this week. There's a picture of her and Adam Cole at the beginning of that segment. Ooh, I didn't see that part. you miss it. Speaking of NXT and Adam Cole, we got uh, some matches in the Cruiserweight Tournament. Swerve Scott beats EO De Phantasma. I mean, good match. Both of them now are one and one, so those uh, third matches in... I don't even know what block it is. They're kind of getting uh, all bunched together. Also, we had Drake Maverick getting a win over Tony Nese. A little bit less exploitive, I think, this week than two weeks ago when he first got introduced and doing the whole crying stuff. But, uh, you know, two solid matches. I think they've done a good job of kind of using this tournament to fill some television time for NXT. If...
0: I'm kind of blown away by this Adam Cole being on AW AEW thing. I mean, I know he wasn't on it, but, I mean... I'm kind of blown away by it. Do you think they'll,
1: they'll, you know... It was like a half a second of a montage of Britt Baker pictures.
0: But still, do you think David would put like a cease and desist, like you cannot show him on your programming, he's our champion or something? Do you think they'll do something like that?
1: I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on television. I don't think... Dude, you're not even on TV, dude. I just play one on a podcast. There you go. Thank you. I don't think that there's a lot of legal standing of showing a pitcher that... Maybe Britt Baker even took herself. Yeah, true. I guess. And technically, they're not like broadcasting. That's Adam Cole. It's just that's Britt Baker's boyfriend. Just like how Adam, just how Britt Baker was Adam Cole's girlfriend hmm. at NXT like last year or whatever. When she did the little like oh my god thing, and then boo boo faced Stephanie. Boo boo face Stephanie. Face Stephanie. Mm-hmm. You wish you could boo boo face Stephanie. Maybe. And Ah, oh, she, she did, did look at me, good job She's the stink eye from the studio audience <laughs> Then we got Candice LeRae, new evil Candice LeRae, the poison pixie or whatever, taking on Casey Catanzaro, basically a way to introduce Candice LeRae's new dark heel demeanor, and she's pretty much just completely, you know, changed up everything in her gimmick, new ring attire new music, new hairdo, new everything and I think it also worked out that Catanzaro is so small that LeRae is actually bigger than her, and I think that's going to be something that's going to be uh, hard for LeRae going forward, because she is so small, but uh, I thought this was a good reintroduction of Candice
0: Um, First of all, I don't like the new look. Second off...
1: Not a big purple hair guy?
0: Not a big purple it, hair guy. Is it the
1: black lipstick?
0: It's kind of her whole look. I kind of not digging it. Um, She's still... not
1: like Dakota Kai where she turns heel or EO and you just fall in love?
0: I wasn't really digging Dakota's Kai. I mean,
1: yeah, I guess I wasn't really
0: digging Dakota Kai at when she turned heel either. EO, though, definitely. We will talk about EO in a little okay.
1: bit. Okay. Are you going to finish your thought on Candice, or just going to mm, stop? Nope. Okay, we get the Newly Bros show with the Bros await, and Timothy Thatcher featuring Byron Saxton. I think this one is uh, similar to the Triple H thing, where it's kind of cringy. Kinda liked it, kinda hated it. I, I mean, when it comes to Matt Riddle, I feel as though they're leaning on his stoner comedy persona a little bit too much.
0: Is it weird that I rather watch more of this than the Moxley promo? Yes. Okay, now, consider me weird.
1: And that's all you got to say about that?
0: I mean, I thought it was. No, I'm not gonna say it was like good or great, but I mean, I much like I said, I would much rather watch that than.
1: I mean, I like Matt Riddle's delivery and how he comes across, or not not comes across, but you know, just kind of the way he's playing his role. Yeah. But I I didn't really like the punchline and kind of the comedy aspect of, oh, I just happened to write this down when I don't exactly know what he's going to say. And it was just, I mean, the punchlines, the comedy aspect of it, I didn't think worked that well. But both of them, I think, played the role. Yeah, but it's
0: like you said, the stoner vibe. So it's supposed to be kind of And we also got a speed uh, mentioned in there. Matt Riddle saying
1: that speed isn't really his thing.
0: Oh, uh, I get it. And he
1: likes to, you know, his wife likes to wake and bake because she's a great cook. Oh. Uh, yeah. A lot of, lot of drug jokes in there. Nice. Yeah. Right over, right over the kitty's heads, hopefully, because don't do drugs, kids. They're bad.
0: Okay? You should know.
1: Then, Dominic, I hope you're sitting down. You're going to be very conflicted with this. Charlotte Flair... Defeated Mia Yim. Oh God! In about eleven minutes, so obviously not a squash. Oh, that's a good, good, good length. Yim, you know, gets her stuff in. What she said. Flair gets the win in the end, and then Dominic's other girl Io Shirai comes out. They, Mm -hmm. you know, banter back and forth, and we're gonna get Charlotte versus Io next week, women's championship. Boom, Dominic, his head's gonna explode for two weeks in a row now.
0: Whoa, I'm not that you know, corny. You know know what I mean, bruh? would say it was a decent match. Um, I, I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but these female wrestlers, someone like Mia Yim, who's been in the company for a while now, who is a former champion, all the other promotions she's been in, why are they not giving her the title? Is it because she can't get the fans to stay behind her for long enough? Or... Is she just not, you know, clicking any of the right boxes to, to, to Triple H or something? But why is she getting... She gets a title shot, but then loses. She gets a small little push, because and Because what then... Charlotte
1: said, she's a good hand. That makes no sense to me. Then, in the main event, we got Keith Lee defeating Damian Priest for the NXT and North American Champion. Good match, you know, kind of seen this type of match yeah uh, many times before. But, uh, you know, nothing really to write home about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've seen it before, so I'm kind of not...
1: So next week, as we said, Flair yeah. versus Eo, And then we also have Adam Cole taking on Velveteen Dream. Oof. Interesting, especially with all the allegations thrown at Velveteen Dream that they're putting him in this high-profile match. I think Cole's going to win regardless. Yeah. But I just think, why put Dream in this situation? Just take him off TV until you sort everything out, and then you can go to this match.
0: I feel like you're kind of... Assuming he's guilty, though, over it, you know, if...
1: But you don't, I mean, you I, you could still have him, like, on television, I guess. But, I mean, do you really want to have him, like, in this top marquee match like that? Okay, who do you replace him with, Finn? Maybe Finn Balor will be there next week as well. Still don't know why they advertised that match with him and Dream and then not deliver on it. Eh. Maybe some, you know, pandemic-related issue. Probably. So that'll do it. Force for today. Now, Dominic, would you like to go and tell the podcasting
0: audience why you almost had a heart attack? So, you know, Brandon, we have a email, correct? I mean... Correct. Curveballandcs at gmail.com. And, you know, we, we've... we It's been, what, a good... At least six months we've had it, right? Roughly, give or take? Long time.
1: The only real question we've ever really gotten was on a Facebook. No real emails.
0: Yeah. Questions. So, I just happen, just happen to log in right now. We have two emails. Oh, my God. Holy crap, How right? How many
1: of them are from Bleach Report?
0: Well, I mean, there was one, but we actually have two separate emails. They're from the same person, but they're totally different questions. One was... Uh, We'd like to give this person a shout-out. Uh, They are a friend of the podcast. Oh, a friend of the podcast. They are, he, or not they, he, I'm looking at some of his uh, work right now. He is in brightest Day X. He has sent us two questions. You know, if you guys haven't, you know, if you guys don't know much about him, he is the, uh... He made, he
1: made the logo for our podcast. There you go, I said and it. And
0: the bullet cast. And the BulletCast. He, he sends
1: in questions to the bullet cast as well.
0: And, you know, he actually does have a lot of... Uh... Can you just read
1: the goddamn question, Dominic? Well, I'm, really trying, I'm
0: trying to plug his stuff, man. Don't be a dick. God. Both of you are being real dicks. God. Anyways. Mr. Mister X, I'll call him. Um, he has... Uh... Oh, my God, Mary. Oh. Anyways. He uh Mr. Inbright is I swear to god can you can you can you just put your hand over her mouth? Jesus. No, because she probably has some disease because she was was sneezing earlier. True. Um <laughs> so, so he just he just wants to know for his first question, he just wants to know, Brandon, what's our take on the Bengals' chances actually winning a playoff game, much less making the Super Bowl, now that they have Mr um, uh, Trevor what's the name again? Trevor Lawrence? God damn it. What's his name? Oh, my God. Brandon, I'm fucking Me Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. There we go. I'm going to call him Joe Bauer again. Joe Biden? Joe Biden. <laughs> um, what are their chances about winning a playoff game, nevertheless, making actually make a Super Bowl?
1: I mean, I think the Bengals are at least two years away from really making any sort of noise in the playoffs. I mean, Joe Burrow, I'm high on him. I think he's going to be he's gonna be really good as long as you kind of build the team around him and don't fuck anything up. You know, build him, you know, give him a good, solid offensive line, give him some weapons around him. A.J. Green is there. Who knows exactly what's going to go on with him. But I think this year, if everything plans out, you know, there's actually a season, I don't see them going anywhere. I mean, the Browns are still there. The Steelers... Who knows what the Steelers are going to be doing? The Ravens, obviously the Ravens are going to win that division. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they could sneak in. I mean, I don't think they're going to make a wild card. Maybe they could flirt with it. Maybe. I mean, that's like the highest of high hopes for me.
0: Okay, and then part two of this email. And, and I, you know, I kind of like it. It's how long until Mandy Rose starts talking like Otis. I, You know, my, my okay, here's my take on this. If they allow Mandy Rose to start talking like Otis... I feel like they just – I'm just going to stop watching SmackDown. I mean, not that I watch it, but I mean, the you, highlights I watch, I would probably not even watch If Mandy Rose the goes
1: full gimmick and starts talking like Otis on her Instagram, I mean, I might just fall in love. I love Otis. <laughs> Great follow on the Instagram. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to almost break out to my Otis impersonation, but I'm not going to.
0: Oh, the little, oh, yeah, talkie. I was, was going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah Sonya. And then, Brandon, I'll, uh, I'll let you read this email, because I know you love, you know a lot more about UFC stuff. Okay. So we got... It's Mr. X. I call him Mr. X, but you guys call him Mr. and Brightest Day X. Uh-huh.
1: So, he has emailed about the UFC, and apparently Dominic can't even read an email about the UFC. I have to read it myself.
0: I don't want... I actually, honestly, I just don't want to botch none of the names, so...
1: So, I've been wondering what you think about the possibility of a Modelo curse. What I mean is that two UFC fighters who have been featured in Modelo Beer Commercial uh, experienced substantial losses after. Stipe Miocic lost the heavyweight title after appearing. Of course, he won it back later. And also, Brian Ortega had lost his uh, fight, his title fight after appearing on the ad. So, that makes me wonder what does the future hold for Amanda Nunez now that she has been in the Modelo commercials? Were you just scared of Stipe
0: Miocic? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Anyways, I would have been I would have read everything fine. I probably would have been like Stipe me, me, and I you know, you would have you would have buried me. I
1: mean, I think Amanda Nunez is the goat. I mean, she's just running through everybody at this point. And Amanda Nunes has teased that possibly she could do something with WWE, which I'm not, you know, all against. I think she has, you know, really good personality. Who knows how uh, she's going to transfer in the ring. But, I mean, the Medella curse might be a real thing. Maybe we're onto something. So maybe next time she pulled out of the May 9th show, but maybe next time Amanda Nunes has a fight, maybe run to Vegas if Vegas is open put all your money down against Amanda Nunes. Make a little bit of money thanks to Mr. Mister X.
0: There you go. I like that. I like that, Brandon. You know, I would give my opinion, but, you know, like you just mentioned, UFC is not my... Uh, I, you know, I'm trying to learn, trying to get a little, you know, a little more into it, but it's not. It's still not my, 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 my sport of choice. UFC
1: has announced, or Dana White has announced that there's going to be uh, some more fights. He's announced more lineups going forward. Next week, we will have UFC 249... Emanating from Jacksonville, maybe a little bit of a preview there. Probably not, but
0: I mean, we'll probably let you preview that. Maybe, maybe. So, maybe. shout out, Mister,
1: Mister X, Mister Inbrightest. Inbrightest IX. Thank you for your Inbritest
0: question. <laughs> Shut up! I slurred a little bit.
1: We um, gotta lay off the beer. You I gotta do. work tomorrow. I do. You can't be hungover.
0: You know, if you guys wanna follow in his footsteps, and you know let you know, I tried to give him a little plug on, you know, his Instagram and, you know, all of his designs. I do that which he has some pretty cool designs. If you guys should check him out on Instagram. Will, to stay go, X. To, go to the
1: Twitter, Dominic will tag him and all that other good stuff. Yeah,
0: I'll tag him. Definitely tag him on the Twitter now.
1: Anyways, thank you all very much for tuning in. Uh this has been another outstanding episode of Curveballs Balls and Church Shots for Dominic Hobson, who definitely knows that Portland is in <laughs> what <laughs> state is Portland? Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Not Portland, California. My name's Brandon Tanguma, that's been the studio audience, that's been the little mascot, that's been the big mascot, and everybody in between, goodbye, and goodnight. Bye-bye.